You are Locked On Clippers Postcast, part of Locked On Los Angeles on the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Well, 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 that was fun. (laughs) I thought we had a comfortable wire-to-wire dominant win there for the Clippers, but it got shaky down the stretch. Hello and welcome once again to the Clippers Postcast on the Locked On Podcast Network. Locked On Sports LA on the YouTube channel, and thank you for listening on Locked On Clippers podcast feed, wherever you find your podcasts. I, once again, am Pete Fox, new to the Locked On family, happy to be a part of the family, covered sports in LA for ESPN Radio uh, from 2007 till about 2015, spent a lot of times, uh, a lot of nights, rather, over at Staples Center, which is now, of course, Crypto.com Arena, covering these very Clippers. I also worked for NBC Sports Radio covering covering sports on a national basis uh, starting in about 2014, 15 in that neighborhood. But I've covered just about everything in Los Angeles and have enjoyed covering the Clippers in a variety of different uh, incarnations over the years. And this team that they have put together right now is a lot of fun to watch. It's uh, it's it, you know, the fruit future is bright, as they say. They are 100 percent healthy. And 100% rolling right now. Uh, their 21st win. They're now 21 and 12. They have the best record since December 1st. They are 12 and 2 since the start of December. 17, make it 18 and 5 over their last 23. And this game started off in Phoenix with the uh, Clippers and Suns trading blows back and forth. But the Clippers ultimately grabbed the lead fairly comfortably in the first quarter when they went on a nice 16 to two run. And from there, we thought we watched this and said, well, you know, with, with them being healthy and the depth that they're just going to cruise, it's not going to be too difficult from here. It'll be an easy walk in the park tonight for the, the Suns and or the, the Clippers against the Suns in Phoenix. And uh, you know, at halftime, huge lead 70 to 51, they padded the lead in the third, uh, up by 23. And then, you know, Kawhi Leonard started scoring, as did James Harden. Kawhi Leonard was over in the first quarter, which he's done that a lot recently, where he hasn't done a whole whole lot of anything, just kind of out there not scoring. And then, uh, you know, starts, start, starts hitting, starts firing, finished the night with 30, with nuts and no points in the first quarter. Played 40 minutes. Uh, Paul George, another huge night with 33 points. There are just so many things in this game. Uh, and with this Clippers team right now to look at and enjoy and uh, just soak in and feel really good about if you're a Clippers fan, they came into this one. Tyron Lue said before the game that from the defensive perspective, they need to focus on the perimeter, but not over guard the Suns at the perimeter because we know that they can shoot from beyond the arc. And let me mention, I don't know if I've said it yet, but KD, Kevin Durant, was out for this one, but Booker was not. Booker played, and Booker can fill it up, as we know. But he said we have to be careful to not overguard at the perimeter and allow them to penetrate into the lane and have easy buckets. Well, Clippers did a great job of listening to Tyron Lue's instruction before the game, and, I, and it came into this one feeling like the Clippers start games rather 
you know, they kind of ease themselves into games. They don't get too excited if they're down. They don't get too excited if they're up. And this was a yet another occasion of that. But I thought they were playing defense really tight right out of the gate. And it did feel like this team wanted to make a statement against the Suns in Phoenix. Of course, let's not forget, Suns eliminated the Clippers last year in the first round of the playoffs in five games. So I felt like the Clips are uh, really trying to make a statement against this team, especially when they're a little bit down with KD out. Uh, the Clippers bench was a little bit off tonight, 23 points, and uh, that's been one of their strong points of late. But tonight it was all about the starters. Again, Paul George with 33, including five threes. Kawhi had four threes, part of 30 on the night, perfect at the line going eight for eight. And Terrence Mann, a big first quarter. As it says right there on today's show, Terrence Mann with a very hot start. 12 points. He came out just running and gunning. He had the first five, making some threes, and then didn't score again for the rest of the night, which I found to be kind of uh, surprising. But this team is so deep, it's okay. Uh, you know, they don't necessarily need something from everybody all night. But again, the, the five starters, all in double figures except Zubats, but Zubats, uh, you know, is not intended to score all that much. Another big game for him, uh, just taking up space in the lane, making clutch rebounds, making clutch plays. The numbers do not indicate how effective Zoo was in this game for the Clippers, and you could say the same thing about Daniel Tice. Six points, Zoo finished with six as well, but they, you know, they don't need to put up numbers. They don't even need to have rebounds and things like that. They just need to take up space and uh, impose their will down there in the lane. And it's exactly what they did tonight. Westbrook also uh, not a big night statistics wise, but a lot of energy, keeping the team motivated, having fun as he's been doing of late. And Norman Powell, 11 points, but none more clutch than a three late in the game. James Harden also clutched down the stretch. Didn't have a huge night, uh, finished with 22, but some clutch baskets down the stretch when this thing got tight. And we'll get into that, how the Clippers almost let this one slip away. Coming up uh, right after this momentary break. All right, I have to do one thing here before I start talking about game time. There it is. Game Time, by the way, is our title sponsor for this episode. It's brought to you by Game Time. Download the Game Time app, create an account, use the code Locked On for $20 off your first purchase. Now, if you're looking to take the kids to a game this new year, it's one of those things on your to-do list. I don't want to call it a resolution because it shouldn't be something that you do just once, but maybe it is. And maybe it's just something that you have on the refrigerator as a to-do, say, I want to take the kids to a game or to a concert or something and make some memories here early in 2024. Well, a lot of people are apprehensive when it comes to using an app to buy tickets. Well, you shouldn't have to worry when you buy tickets to your next big event on game time. It's fast, it's easy, and it's a nice way to buy tickets for all sports, music, comedy, and theater events near you. Game time is the only ticketing app that gives you complete peace of mind with your purchase. See the view from your seat before you buy, which is huge for me because I have a wife that is fairly picky when it comes to going to concerts and events. And, you know, we could be one section off or one row off. And she's like, these seats aren't any good. Uh, then you're, you know, one seat up and I do, I love doing research. So this kind of, uh, feature for me is huge where you can see what the view is from your seats. And that's what game time offers you buy tickets in seconds with two taps 
never been to SoFi? Well, SoFi is unbelievable. Even though I've never been there, I just have heard from a lot of people that it's awesome. I saw some uh, great deals on Chiefs Chargers tickets this weekend for just $32. If you've never been to SoFi and you just want to go experience it, that'd be a good way to do it. Um, Take the guesswork out of buying tickets with Game Time. Download the Game Time app, create an account, use the code Locked On for $20 off your first purchase. Terms apply. Again, create an account and redeem code Locked On, L O C K E D O N, for $20 off. Download Game Time today. Last minute tickets and low prices guaranteed. All right, Clippers with a 131-122 win over the Suns in Phoenix. That felt like it should be a whole lot more than that. Uh, They were up by 23 and really just rolling along. And and this is one of the things right now with the Clippers that has me just, I don't want to say worried, but as I watch games where they're dominating and everyone's playing well and everything's going right, I'm like, when's it going to come unraveled? When are they going to start to come back to earth? Are they going to be able to, to keep their foot on the throat. And of course, that's exactly what happened tonight. I don't know if they get bored. Probably. I mean, that's a fair assumption to make. And it's, it's not, uh, it's not a strange feeling for professional, for professional sports teams, especially in basketball with the three point line and the way uh, opponents that have a player like Devin Booker on their squad can fill it up from beyond the arc, right? Cause you just make points back in a, in a big hurry. So I wasn't terribly surprised, but I was a little worried. I was a little apprehensive down the stretch there that this wasn't going to turn out the way that we thought it was with a dominant wire to wire win. It was wire to wire, but it wasn't uh dominant there, uh, you know, in the fourth quarter, but ultimately, you know, to win it uh, by nine is, it's a, you know, it's a decent win, I guess. It's it's not what we were hoping for, uh, but it did make it a little bit more exciting. If if they won by 20 and, and just kept rolling uh, the way that they had all night long, you know, maybe we get a little bored and turn the channel. <laughs> but uh, I did enjoy the fact that they, you know, when it got a little uh, nail-biting down the stretch there, they were able to just uh, hammer that final nail in the coffin. They did, as I said, Get it down to, uh, I believe, seven right there late in the game. The Clippers win it by nine. Uh, Amir Coffey played just 13 minutes and had three points. Didn't have quite the impact off the bench. Going into the game, um, there was you know the pregame question of, will the Clippers outscore the Suns bench? And uh, I believe it was Jackson there who's on the pregame with Jeannie Zelasco. Kind of said no, and then he reverted back to yes, I didn't actually quite understand what his what his real answer was his initial response was no and that was the right answer as uh they only scored 23 and i believe the suns bench finished with 34 35 in that neighborhood so uh you know they could use a little bit more off the bench but it's not necessarily uh imperative for them to win games when the when the starters are all in double figures james harden who by the way i don't know if he caught it or not but his uh, his kicks were ASU colors, which is where he went to co- uh, school. And, of course, uh, I thought that was super cool. He looked really nice tonight and had another big game distributing the ball. Uh, I had him as part of my pick combination on uh, the Price Picks app, which we'll talk about here in just a little bit. I don't know if I was victorious with that selection yet because it also included uh, Anthony Davis in the Lakers game uh, with his rebounds. So Harden had, I had him for points, assists, and rebounds 
the number was 31 and a half, and he uh, passed that up rather comfortably. 22 points, 11 assists, and a total of five rebounds. Kawhi Leonard, who scored no points in the first quarter, uh, finished with 30, hitting big threes, going 9 of 16 from the floor and uh, four of six from beyond the arc. He had eight rebounds, and we'll talk about him in superlatives tonight, uh, which we'll do in the next segment, which will happen in uh, a couple of minutes. The superlatives for tonight, we pick different ones, just like in the high school yearbook. We're going to do it in the third segment every night. Uh, the superlatives tonight are the coolest, the best student, and the shyest. So uh, we went a little, little, little different direction uh, tonight, but uh, a comfortable win for the Clippers. And I think with this team being a hundred percent healthy, you have to have a ton of confidence at the same time. I, maybe this is me being a tad bit pessimistic. I don't want to get too over the moon with excitement as to, you know, how good they are and how good they can be because reality is always just lurking back there. Like, Hey, don't forget about reality. You know, let's not get too cocky. Let's not get too comfortable, comfortable. Uh, because anything can happen, you know, they can get hurt and I don't want to put it out into the universe. I don't want to, uh, put the broadcasters jinx as Brian Seaman likes to say Clippers announcer, but I just, I can't overlook it. I can't forget about it. I can't pretend like it's not something that's just hanging out there. Anything could happen. You know, somebody's going to get hurt. Hopefully it's, Nobody that's all that important, you know, like, like, like maybe it's Daniel Tice or something. I don't want to, you know, jinx him or anything, but I don't want anyone to get hurt. I'd like for them to stay healthy into the playoffs and make a real deep run with having, having a good opportunity to win a championship. Uh, but you know, there's something is going to happen. I don't believe that it's going to be any sort of consternation by the guys that have presented that in the past, like James Harden or Russell Westbrook or any of those guys. Uh, I, I, I think that, I think we're good on that. I think these guys have found their roles and I think they're comfortable with those roles. And I think that they are having fun, which is a huge factor when it comes to playing solid basketball or any sport for that matter, they're enjoying their, their roles. I've always said when it comes to a job, uh, especially in this business, you know, if you aren't comfortable with your role, find a different one. And the most important thing to being successful in any job is knowing your role and accepting it. And I really feel like all of these guys know their role and more importantly are accepting it. Those two being James Harden and Russell Westbrook, they're getting along and having fun. And Westbrook is not playing a ton of minutes tonight, just 18, but he had six points and was a big factor, not on the scoreboard or in the stat sheet, but just you know, with energizing his teammates. And I think that is a huge, huge thing for this team. So we'll take another quick break and come back and wrap this thing up and do superlatives after this. All right. We're going to talk about, are we talking about FanDuel here? FanDuel. No, it's not prize picks. That's who I made my uh, selections with tonight, but we're going to talk about FanDuel. As soon as I can find that, Thing called an overlay. So I got to get that in there. There it is. All right. FanDuel. Today's episode brought to you by FanDuel. The NFL regular season is wrapping up, but there's still time to get in on the action with FanDuel, America's number one sports book. Right now, new customers get 150 in bonus bets guaranteed when you place a $5 wager, which is, that's my wager, five bucks. I'm comfortable with that. My friends make fun of me. 
why do you waste your time with five bucks? I'm like, I don't know. <laughs> I get the same enjoyment out of betting five as I do 50. As a matter of fact, when I bet five bucks and I lose, I'm not all mad. And if I lose 50, I can't sleep at night. My wife's like, what's wrong with you? You can't bet anymore. Stop betting. Uh, so yeah, five, 10, that's, that's, that's very comfortable for me. Um, as I said, right now, new customers get $150 in, uh, in bonus bets guaranteed when you place a $5 bet. That's $150 in bonus bucks in 150 bucks in bonus bets, win or lose. The app is so easy to use, and there are so many different ways to bet. Live, same game parlays, find bets in the new Explore tab, make a parlay in the Parlay Hub, the best way to find popular parlays, and a whole lot more. Same game parlays is a lot of fun, too. Uh, I, I like you know betting in the middle of the game. That's a whole lot of fun if you can find uh, you know a niche or a, a momentum swing that's going in the direction that that you think it is, and if you can uh, sniff something out, making those in-game parlays is a whole lot of fun. Visit FanDuel.com/slash/lockedon and make your first bet a layup. FanDuel, official partner of the NFL. All right, final segment of the Locked On postcast. Thanks for watching us on Locked On Sports LA on our YouTube channel. That's one way to find us, a very easy way on the YouTube channel. You just go to Locked On Sports Los Angeles and then look under live, and we'll be there right after every game. We're going to do uh, postcasts right after the Clipper game all season long. And, of course, if you want to listen in the car, you can do that wherever you find your podcasts on the Clipper podcast feed spotify apple all of those things we are there uh the third segment always starts with superlatives so tonight as i mentioned our third segment uh the superlatives i have selected for tonight and when when you've got a team like the clippers playing the way they are it's really hard to find just three i could do i could do a superlative for almost any guy in the starting lineup or any guy on the team for that matter but i just selected three tonight and they're a little different than what we have normally done. Uh, we're starting with the coolest player. Uh, then we'll go to the best student. And, you know, that's like the valedictorian of this game, if you will. And then the shyest, who is just that person who is, uh, you know, quiet as a mouse, very hard to crack that shell and get to know them uh, in depth. And that's that's Kawhi Leonard as a person, but that was not him tonight on the basketball floor. But first... I will go with the coolest guy. Who was the coolest guy out there? And by that, I mean a guy that didn't seem to be working that hard in this game and just everything he did, for the most part, went his way. And that would be Paul George for me. Paul George, his his, his numbers weren't great as far as field goal percentage, but he did lead the way with 33 points in 37 minutes. He was 8 of 14, so over 50%. You can't ever complain about being over 50%. He did have five threes, but more than anything for me, early in the game, I think he had 17 in the first quarter. He was just hitting everything, and it didn't even seem to affect him. He wasn't sweating. He wasn't uh, you know, working hard to get open. He would just catch and shoot, and it was going in, and that was uh, it was fun to watch. So the coolest coolest player, coolest kid of the night was Paul George, uh, who finished with 33. Best student. Now, this to me is related to the pregame that pa Ty Lue talked about, the speech that he had about playing defense, guarding the perimeter, and allowing the Suns to shoot from outside, but, you know, not penetrate. So not over guard the perimeter. So play defense at the perimeter, but also play defense in the paint and not allow the Suns to penetrate. So my player 
tonight who was the best student of playing defense was Kawhi Leonard. Now, Kawhi Leonard also played great offense, scoring 30 points in just three quarters, nine of 16. Again, over 50% is never bad. He had four threes and was perfect from the free throw line. But he uh, he just played defense tonight very well, picking up loose balls, guarding very intensely. And we all know he had eight rebounds. We all know that Kawhi Leonard is a good defender. There's no question about Kawhi Leonard playing defense. He's not one of those uh, those offensive basketball players that is afraid to do the work and play defense. Uh, but tonight he did a little bit of everything. He had two blocked shots, which were huge. Zubats with a couple of blocked shots as well. Uh, he had two steals. So Kawhi Leonard listened to his coach and uh, played basketball on both ends of the floor, playing defense, playing offense again, finishing with 30 points. Our best student of the night is Kawhi Leonard. And I would say the shyest player of the night I was going to go with Kawhi when he scored no points in the first. I thought it might be a slow off night for him, but obviously he picked things up. So our shyest player would be Terrence Mann, who had 12 early in the first quarter, had the first five, I think it was the first seven points for the Clippers. Finished with 12 on the night, and that would be it for him. <laughs> he did not score again. Some of that obviously is on the coach. He only had 23 minutes. He didn't get back out there too much later in the game when some of those other guys started rolling. But he was... uh he was nowhere to be found after a very big, very big first quarter. And, you know, look, it's not to be overlooked. We cannot forget how important it is to get off to a big start. So I'm not trying to criticize him for not scoring any more points. You sometimes just have to contribute when you can. 12 points is a good night, especially in just one quarter. He contributed later, didn't score any points, but he actually played well for the entire 23 minutes he was out there. So, even though he was shy on the uh, stat sheet, he was uh, still very effective and crucial to the Clippers in this 131-122 win. Again, the Clippers are 17-5, and five, or I make it 18-5 and five with this win, over their last 22 and 13-2 and two since December 1. That is number one in the NBA. Their field goal percentage for the NBA is also number one since early in December. Tonight... I haven't thrown these numbers at you yet because I wanted to save them till the very end because they're just so tasty. 42 of 76 from the floor, a 55% nine from the floor, and they were 18 of 34 from beyond the arc, 90% at the free throw line, 52% from beyond the arc, and they held uh, they held the Suns to just 42%. Suns picked things up late, shot 53% from the floor, a lot of that, most of that can be contributed to Devin Booker, who was 11 of 15 with five threes and 35 points. Devin Booker is just so fun to watch. He's such a stud, really, really exciting player. And you knew he was going to get that. It wasn't a surprise, but, uh, you know, the, the Clippers did a nice job of keeping Bradley Beal in check. Yosef uh, Nurkic also in check, only scored nine points. Beal had 21 in 41 minutes, but was seven of 20. So I think that was a crucial factor for them winning this game. They did not let Bradley Beal go wild. They kept him under control. Booker, they said, you get yours because we know you're going to. You know who else I really enjoyed watching? I'm not too familiar with this guy. It's Manute Bull's kid. Uh, what is his name? What's his name? Something Bull Bull. That's a weird name. I don't know if I've ever seen that before other than Steve Stevens which is a famous fake radio name. Hi, I'm Steve Stevens. Bull Bull. 
That's his name. Played 19 minutes and scored 14 points, including a couple of threes. Uh, looked just like his dad, but better. <laughs> you know, he can uh, run the floor, shoot the deep ball, play down low. That was exciting to watch him. But yeah, Devin Booker in 37 minutes had had 35 points, and you're not surprised by that. So uh, the, the one thing that you have to worry about with this team is when KD gets healthy. Uh, because those three guys, Beal, Booker, and Durant, are, are going to be a lot to deal with. Uh, surprisingly, though, this Suns team without Kevin Durant is 4-1. and one. So they're not a bad team. They just ran into a Clippers team right now who is rolling. They've won four in a row, uh, fighting to get back to uh, 500 on the road. They're now 7-8, and eight, but 21-12 and 12 overall. And I believe they're still fourth in the West, which is a good place to be right now. As long as they keep winning, they're going to have a busy schedule coming up. They play on Friday in new Orleans and they play on Sunday and Monday. I believe Lakers are on Monday. So that's going to be a lot of fun too. One thirty-one, one twenty-two. the final tonight is the Clippers dominate the suns again. Thanks for watching us here on the locked on sports LA YouTube channel. And if you can listen in your car or on your uh, phone or whatever, find us, wherever you find your podcasts on the Locked On Clippers podcast. Uh, That is it for tonight. We will talk again on Friday, a little bit earlier, because the Clippers are in New Orleans to face the Suns. Enjoy uh, the rest of your week and the weekend. Have a good one. I am Pete Fox. Again, thanks for joining us here on the Locked On Podcast Network and Clippers Postcast.